1: Welcome to another edition of the, the chairshot.com. Always use your head. Yes, as I was saying, we are back with another edition of the hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess. And most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales here. You're host of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which you can find on the ChairShot Radio Network. And of course, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And you know it. I am being joined by... The kingpin of the chair dot com. He is the unstoppable one. The king of shit takes the reverend Greg DeMarco. Oh, hey, Mark. How's it going? Good. I did forget also to include that. Uh, if you didn't know, he is also a wrestling promoter. Yes.
0: yes Everyone's indeed. favorite. I forgot that for players. a second.
1: So it that's happens. why I forgot to mention. It so you happens. had to remind yourself. I, I had to remind fact. myself. Yeah. Yeah with all the the nicknames that you do have, Wrestling Promoter was like right out of my...
0: Because that's not even a nickname. Like, that's like...
1: That's actually a fact. Yeah. So maybe that's why I forget. I don't talk facts.
0: I just talk. <laughs> nicknames. This is wrestling. We don't want to let facts yep. get in the way. <laughs> like, that's yeah, just... why
1: would I let facts get in the way of this podcast? When have right. I ever let facts get in the way of this podcast? Nor should Never. they ever.
0: Nor should they ever. Nor should they ever. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they should not... Ever get in the way of anything? Yeah. So
1: no, especially here. Facts do not. You no, know, we're not talking. We're
0: not. We're not talking about it tonight. And this would have been a conversation before the show began. But like, if you haven't, like, you've got to go back and watch the shit that sammy Zayn is doing. Like, my god. Oh gosh, it's so so
1: good. So he is good. literally
0: the best part of every show that's, right now.
1: Yeah, and they're that's, good that's shows. The yeah, good a shows, and he's the whole other topic part of for that. another day. Like he we got to see how this plays out, but masterful. he's a true MVP. I mean that that moment when he got the honorary U.S. shirt and like oh that God. whole storyline that he's been going through with the Usos has been—it's
0: so huge. brilliant. Like the whole deal where like you know Jay rips, Roman has Jay ripped the shirt off, whatever. And he's like, "You will never wear that shirt again." Cause I bought you a new one and it's honorary use and it's like a big seller on the website.
1: And even just the dynamic between him and Jay, like oh, Jay, God. like just not dealing with it. Uh, Jimmy and him being cool, you know, even the whole uh, solo, solo is cool. You know, like I just, to, and then you know, on raw just- when
0: like Roman left and put Jay in charge of making sure Sammy wins the match. And then of course Sammy loses. And you know, Jay's going to think like, Oh, Jay's going to be in trouble with the Tribal Chief. I mean, you know, Sammy's going to be in trouble with the Tribal Chief because he lost, but Roman told Jay to make sure he wins, so Jay's going to be in trouble. Like, oh. yeah, it's just the the and storytelling seven. is so good. And and Sammy, may, you know, damn near getting Roman and Logan Paul to crack during that SmackDown promo when he kept calling Logan Paul a big piece of, a big number two. He wasn't just number two, but he's a big number two. Like even Logan just smiling and looking at Roman and Roman's like turning away because he wants to laugh. Like oh it's God. it's that's the great thing about that's, the current promos too, like that they have more leeway. Like, mm-hmm. Sammy's brilliant. Like, imagine if he went to let, AEW. Oh, let
1: like, Sammy be Sammy. If well, Sammy went to I AEW, mean, he'd
0: be he'd be El Generico again, is what he'd be doing because that would make oh all gosh. those indie wangs happy. Yeah, and and, and but
1: he'd and, also be popular for like two weeks, and then they shit the bet on him, and then they would. Yeah, he'd <laughs> and be back to square
0: Tony Neese and the Smart Marks and job yeah. into the acclaimed it's just yeah. not that that's a bad thing i love the acclaimed but it's we love the never, acclaimed. everybody
1: loves that. the acclaimed.
0: Scissor me daddy Duh. but um, that's
1: that is
0: that
1: is true facts true facts
0: yes everyone loves the acclaimed. see more facts that you're spitting on a non that is a fact program. that
1: that is the but the only fact that i will stand by on this sammy zane right is
0: just just absolutely yeah. amazing and uh, and, and deserves everything. And and I said it on Twitter at some point, I think. I don't know where I said it. But you could get to a point where, like, say The Rock wasn't available. And based on the comments that were released today, look, The Rock's going to be available. But a SummerSlam or WrestleMania 40, you could run with Sammy versus Roman. Yeah. You could get there. And the people would be behind Sammy like they were behind Daniel, oh, yeah. and Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Anderson, so many 30. Mm-hmm. He ain't got to win and he probably wouldn't win, but.
1: Oh, that betrayal too, that under- when that oh, happens. Yes. Oh, that's like, that's going to be like list of Jericho level betrayal. Oh, yeah. That's going to be like uh, Seth Rollins' uh, Shield list of betrayal. Like, that is going to be one of the deepest cuts. Absolutely. Fans will feel. And it you just made the
0: glorious. list. Like it will be it so will be glorious because, because everyone like, like the the bloodlines over, like they get a baby face reaction. Yeah. They get all of it. You know, everybody in the fan and the crowds putting up the ones, like it's all like they have a one on the back of their shirt. Like it's hilarious. Yeah. When Roman turns around, there's the finger making the one on the back of the shirt. Like, it's just brilliant. But you, you want to get the people to turn against him, have him turn on Sammy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Sammy will be a mega baby face draw and Roman will have all the heat in the world. And like, it's just brilliant. And it's all because of, of Sammy. Like everybody yeah. wants, everybody loves Sammy. Like, it's just so perfect. And I knew you would love it. Like it totally fits your wheelhouse of, of yeah. things that you love, just like some of the other stuff. But we digress.
1: We digress. So, uh, this week, as far you would think, our topic would be Sami Zayn. It is not. That will be its own episode in the future. But this week, we are going to be talking about some big WWE returns. And you may be thinking, which ones? Because there's been a lot. So we're going to just focus in on the ones that have just happened in what approximately the last 72 hours yeah. of this recording. So that is going to include the big return of the worst kept secret in professional wrestling. That That is the return of Bray Wyatt at the end of Extreme Rules. Uh, We also are going to be talking about the return of Brock Lesnar, which was one of the best kept secrets. Even if it was, was it a secret? Did we know? Were we not supposed to know? Who knows? Um, As well as the return of the Good Brothers, both happening on Raw yesterday. So we're going to talk about all of them and possibly even rank them. Uh, Let's see. Let's just get crazy. Let's get wild. Let's see what happens uh, on this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. However, before we do that, I do need to do my due diligence. And, of course, update you lovely people on the happenings that's happening with IZW Impact Zone Wrestling, upcoming show, Wanted, Dead, or Alive. It is scheduled for Saturday, November 12th, at the Horny Toad in Glendale. We've talked about it. The show is going to be headlined by a cage match between the regulators, the team of EJ Sparks, Dignificent and the Shade versus Final Destination, which consists of uh, Bryce Saturn, uh, Daniel, uh, Evan Daniels, and Charles Cassis. So that will be happening on Saturday, November 12th. But There's a lot more happening at that show, including two big match announcements that have come up just within the past day or so. The first one is an announcement about the IZW Women's World Championship. Brandon Thorne will be facing Lilith Grimm once again. However... This match itself has a pretty big stipulation. It has now been listed as a false count anywhere match. These two women have faced each other before, both times with a no contest, mainly because they fight all over the arena. We could never have a definitive winner. Now, uh Commissioner Derek Montia has decided to kind of lean into what's naturally been happening between Lilith and uh, Brynn. And he has announced that uh, their match for the Women's World Championship will now be Falls Count Anywhere. So they may be fighting up and down the horny toad but it looks like we will get a winner in this match. I mean, there has to be, right? The falls count anywhere.
0: Falls count anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's a geographic restriction on that, but, um, yeah. Welcome to the Horny Toad. You're gonna get to explore the whole thing. Um, we'll see what happens. Falls count anywhere. And
1: the Horny Toad is a big venue. You know, you know they, they got yard games. They got a big uh, parking lot. They got a full kitchen um who knows where they're gonna land
0: there's a lot that those two could do i mean they they told they, you know they, they couldn't be controlled at monster which worked to both of their benefit they they fought all over the building and in coolidge and now so Derek me and Derek was like well if you're gonna fight all over the place fight all over the place we'll, we'll let it happen and you know Falls count anywhere now which means you know they do whatever they want and so i can't imagine how there wouldn't be a winner
1: The next big announcement that was uh, posted on IZW social media, which you need to follow so that way you get information on all uh, talent and match announcements, uh, ticket specials and all of that, was two debuts in one match. Uh, again, another big decision uh, and big match uh, put together by IZW Commissioner Derek Montilla. We will have a one-on-one match. Big Money Clutch will be facing Project West. Uh, these two massive guys uh, out of the Las Vegas area are making their way to IZW, both with very kind of uh, established careers a big money clutch for many, many years, part, um, of RNB, um, as a tag team, but has really been making it on his own as a singles competitor, uh, very active, um, in the Vegas area and alongside or not alongside, but, uh, versus that, uh, we have project West, um, who also is very active in the Las Vegas scene has wrestled in Arizona, um, as, as well, but, a big mean dude and very excited to see these two go one-on-one like this is you know a a host fight this is your two big guys one-on-one and I think fans are really really going to enjoy this for um, the chaos that you may see in the false count anywhere match uh, I think you're still going to have your own type of chaos in this match two big ass dudes just brawling in the middle of this ring
0: yeah. And it's interesting, you know, to pull the curtain back a little bit Two people who are roster members have been pushing for to be a part of IZW and, and that members of our roster want to see come in and want to work with and want to be a part of our events. So um, that means a lot to us as well when when that portion of the IZW family speaks up in, in, in request and support of certain talents. So excited, excited to have that on the show and excited to see what those guys deliver and, and if it leads to more in the future. So yeah. should be really good. I'm excited about both of them. I've, I've seen them both and, and, and worked with them in different capacities, but never with IZW. And here we go. So
1: Yeah. I think this is definitely something that IZW fans are going to enjoy. Like these two gentlemen don't face each other often. If I can recall, you know, the last time, if they have, um, so, to have that happen in IZW, again, it's a different type of match, different type of wrestler, both of these guys are. Um, but I think that what they bring to the table is exactly what IZW is looking for big guys who can work well, who are versatile, um, who just have, you know, just really big personalities as well that fans can really you know, sink their teeth into. So I, I'm just thrilled for this particular match and, um, I'm, I'm excited to see it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited too. I get to see all of them. Sometimes I don't get to see them. It's part of my job, but
1: you yeah. So make sure that you stay tuned to the Hashtag Miranda Show for more uh, match and talent information for Wanted Dead or Alive. You can also follow IZW on all forms of social media at IZW Wrestling uh, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So make sure that you uh, catch it there, as well as IZWWrestling.com wrestling.com uh, for website information. That's also where you can find ticket information. I'll take you straight to Eventbrite. Um, I believe. Let's. Where are we at with VIP? VIP, uh,
0: there's like a handful left, and so uh-huh. definitely people want to take care of that, which I'm excited about because we're on you know the other side of town, and and so going to a new venue, going to something completely different and to see VIP go the way it is and, and be almost sold out on top of uh, just a surge of general admission tickets from names I've never seen before makes me excited as well for, to see how this new area works out. I do want to go backwards just a little bit because um, if they were to go on social media to at IZW wrestling, they're not going to find what I need them to find. Um, but if they go to at IZW wrestling AZ, For Arizona. Um, I wish I could get at IZW Wrestling. Unfortunately, it's already there for somebody else. At IZW Wrestling AZ for Arizona, that will get you where you need to be for social media. Um, Otherwise, you'd be really confused about someone who doesn't have any new content after like 2016. So, yeah, at IZW Wrestling AZ. I've talked to them. Everybody's cool. Um, We existed long before they did, and they're in Oklahoma, so it's far away. Um,
1: Random. Right?
0: But it's and it's it's even the same. The, the, the letters even stand for the same thing. But at IZW Wrestling AZ, we'll get you what you need. Grab your tickets while you can. All VIP ticket holders for the first time um, that we've done the promotion this way, all VIP ticket holders will get uh, a free copy of the "Wanted Dead or Alive" poster, suitable for autographs and more. So so definitely jump in for that while you can, because they won't be available too much longer.
1: Thank you, Greg, for that again. Also, you can visit IZWWrestling.com for information, but just go ahead, follow us on social media, go to the website. That way you get all the information you need to know for Saturday, November 12th, Wanted Dead or Alive at The Horny Toad. Greg, I think it's that time.
0: Is it that time?
1: It is that time. Like 9.45
0: that time or like this other specific time?
1: I mean, it is also that time, the actual time. Yes. But it is... You mean like a metaphorical time? Metaphorical, but also physical. It's all because, Greg, it is time to wind it up. It's time! You're goddamn right it's time. For you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IDW and chair shot t-shirts. Yes, when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a variety of t-shirts, all that you can customize in different colors, in different t-shirt styles, so that way you look good, you feel good, you are good. Now, when you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find some super cool IZW t-shirt designs, including the new IZW logo, as well as the Arizona's best logo in gold and in white. The IZW Japanese design, as well as the IZW NWA, the new world order design, and much, much more. Now. If you want to customize your t-shirt, maybe you want to order in a different color, a different style, you can do that as well as look at all the chairshot.com t-shirts that are available like the hashtag save team wrestling t-shirt, the chairshot 316, multiple always use your head t-shirts, the chairshot worldwide, and of course the everybody hates Greg t-shirt and the Queen of Soft Style t shirt, all available at pro com forward slash the tear shot. And there's even more t shirts there that I didn't even mention because there's just not enough time. There's too many t shirts to talk about. But You can view all of them at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Again, T-shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can get any T-shirt in soft style so you can get comfortable and you can look good, feel good, be good. So what are you waiting for? Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Not talking about war games. Though. No, but what else
0: gets the party started? Like some more. Well, what gets, yes. Let's I'm get angry. it started.
1: Yeah. So we had, I mentioned it, teased it, that for this week's episode, we're going to talk about not one, not two, but three big returns to the WWE in just the past 72 hours. And we're going to talk about it, give our thoughts, opinions, possibly even rank them. Like I said, who knows? Let's get crazy. Let's get wild. We're just, we're just going to see where the night takes us. No. maybe
0: John Cena also returned, but we just don't know because we,
1: we can't, can't see, see him. him. Yes. Um, so as I, I tease this, I mentioned that the worst kept secret in professional wrestling, um, Bray Wyatt returning to WWE. I say the worst kept secret because this has been speculated now for months and months and months, but we got more of a direct, direct clues over the past few weeks um with the white rabbit um with the white rabbit being more physically present on tv the qr code the music playing you name it there's been just clues left and right on the return of bray wyatt and at the end of extreme rules this past sunday saturday saturday yes sorry yes
0: I know it's, now it's weird because they keep changing. It's
1: weird, yes. I keep thinking. Sorry, the days all come by. Um, we had uh, each of the characters of the Firefly Funhouse House come out in, you know, human form, not the puppet form, uh, throughout the arena. Um, a very glowing blue-ish whitish light, uh, and a very big close up of Bray Wyatt with his lantern. Um, revealing his return to the WWE. Um, Again, something that we knew was going to happen, but still was one of those things you had to see to really believe.
0: So I want to start there. You keep saying we knew this was going to happen. We is a much smaller group than, than we realize because we follow along. We... See the social media. We see all of this. There's a good portion of that audience who really paid all the white rabbit stuff no mind, and and just didn't get into it because they watch it, whatever. And so there's also a good portion of the audience that when Bray Wyatt came back, they were like, "What the hell is this? What is what is this weird buzzard guy?" Well, that's what I'm saying.
1: I think like there's a portion of the the audience who they didn't know who he was to begin with because they hadn't watched. They might remember newer fans.
0: Or people, when people said, "Oh, that's Bray Wyatt," and I'm sure, like, like when the Fiend showed up at ringside, I'm sure that was mm-hmm. jogging for for some people in terms of the memory. But, um, but that's what I like about this. This yeah. was Triple H with a tip of the hat to the hardcore,s which yeah. he's always been good at, and also something for the casuals. Like, it's hard to serve both of those fan bases and keep them happy with the same stuff. And, and this is, to me, done well with that. And and that's why it works on multiple levels for me with the return of Bray Wyatt. Um, because I think it it served, again, it tossed bones to the hardcore audience and it also serves the, the whole general audience, the audience as a whole. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, very very much agree. There's definitely a, a population of fans who... You know, weren't expecting this or just didn't really understand a lot of the clues that were put out there. And there's a very hardcore fan base that went through each clue in detail, following all the breadcrumbs that uh, WWE put in to, um, you know, give give fans some uh, clues as to who all of these little um, you know, tidbits may be about. I thought the overall execution of it, though, was awesome. You know, um, I thought that it was so well done. I, like you mentioned, it was a tip of a hat to the hardcore fans, something very interesting and different for newer fans. Um, and it left you with a lot of suspense. You know, it was just a perfect way to bring back Bray Wyatt because we don't really know at this point which Bray Wyatt we're getting. You know, um, will there be a little bit of elements of all of his characters or are we going more, you know, like, because we, we didn't necessarily see the, the theme. We didn't see, you know, um, we saw, you know, reference of the theme, but we didn't necessarily see that in the the presentation of Bray. Um, we, you know, have traces of the cult leader. We have, tra- you know, we have little things here and there of indicating all of the different personas Bray has embraced and taken on, but we don't really know who this Bray Wyatt is and who he will be. I think he's pulling in all of the great elements that fans love, but this I think will be a new Bray. And um, I think that that leaves such a big mystery as well to what does that mean for him, but also for the entire roster because there's, so many unique things that he could bring to the table. And I truly think that this could be his time to take over a bit of that Undertaker-esque mystery and mystique that, you know, left fans, um, you know, enthralled for decades. Um, is a persona that On paper, shouldn't work for as long as it did, but does. I think that there's been kind of that hole, even though as fans, we're always breaking things down for realism. There's a big part of us that wants our disbelief to be suspended. You know, we want to, you know, go and be an escape and go through something that we don't necessarily can't explain or understand. And I feel Bray Wyatt is such a good, good mechanism for that. A good, just a, a good persona. For that,
0: He absolutely is. And the thing for me is it's, it, it, I feel like Bray Wyatt along with some other folks like Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, like they're hitting Seth Rollins. They're hitting their like full, they're, they're like becoming fully evolved Pokemon right now. Like mm-hmm. to, to, to reference something that you don't know that Miranda Morales likes. And it's like, they're really hitting that, epic point of their characters all at the same time like we could actually be entering a portion of the company's history that's really going to take off and we don't really know and we don't even know it like mainstream media people are now talking about Roman Reigns more than they have ever before and Mm -hmm. there's talk that Finn Balor's in line for a big push and the work he's doing is, is essentially the leader of the Judgment Day at this point even though it's not you know officially official he's He's hitting levels that he's never hit in WWE before. Now Bray Wyatt coming back. Like if he – I think it will be that cult leader Bray Wyatt, but I do think he's going to take it to different levels because of how creative Mm -hmm. he is. Um, I think – I still think The fiend's going to happen at some point. Uh, I I think it's kind of like The Demon, right, with Finn Balor, who Balor has said The Demon is still in play in, in the future. Um, I think the fiend will be as well, but the best thing about the best thing you can do with the demon and the best thing you can do with the fiend is use them as infrequently as possible. And, and Bray Wyatt is such a, a, a great character and such a good talker and, and literally has had the whole world in his hands and, and. You know, that was just a random comment in a promo in London once that became so much of a calling card. And that being a part of his return kind of makes me think like that core part of his character is where we're going to go. We're just going to take it to a different level. Um, I really do love that. I also love – I mean, there was the Firefly Funhouse stuff where it showed it was all desolate and cobwebs and everything. And that consistently had him going through a door. But the fact that he came out through a door and – throughout a good, you know, 50% of his character, he has always used the phrase, let me in. And his Mm -hmm. return was him coming in through a door. Like these things are not accidents with Bray Wyatt. Like the level of of thought that he puts in all intentional is, is is almost probably can, can drive him crazy at times. It it is all intentional. And for him, like that's something that that's going to continue. And that's the brilliance of, of the character and why, uh, it had to be in WWE. It wasn't going to work anywhere else. Um, we can talk about that. Like, there's always rumors about him going to AEW and all that. Like, it would not have worked with with Tony Khan and AEW, but it works here, and I'm happy about it here.
1: Yeah. Speaking about going into a different form, a surprise return that we received that really I, that, that was not reported anywhere. That we I would say we collectively did not expect that the time that it happened was the return of Brock Lesnar on Monday night raw. Um, He came out uh, prior to Bobby Lashley um, who was set to uh, defend the United States championship against Seth Rollins. Um, You know, Bobby Lashley was was doing his promo and Brock Lesnar literally came out of nowhere. I, I could have not, thought that that would be the music that would play during that promo um and Brock Lesnar came out cowboy and all stepped up to Bobby Lashley uh greeted him with a good evening and hit him with an f5 German suplex f5 submission just the good old Brock Lesnar standard and just left Bobby Lashley a wreck and I mean, this is, I do think, as you talked about with, you know, superstars coming into this new form, like, this is a cowboy, casual, badass Brock Lesnar. He is still the same badass, but he is now, in some way, like, not even friendlier, just like, more more giddy. Like, I don't under, I don't get it, in a way, and um, not in a, like, I don't get the character. I just, like, he's just, he's happy to be there, because he can just go and kick anybody's ass that he wants to. Oh yeah. Um, and, and who knows what this is really setting up. I mean, you know, will we get Bobby and, and Brock again? Yes, please. Let's, let's do this. Um, but that, that was not what I was expecting.
0: I mean, I think we should have expected it. Um, I mean, Brock's in the marketing for day one. He was not in the marketing for crown jewel that we've seen yet. But knowing that it's Crown Jewel, I mean, I don't think Brock's missed any of the Saudi Arabia shows that I know of.
1: That's true. They love him there. Here we
0: are, Jamming the Sand. We got Logan Paul because that's what the Prince wants. I'm sure the Prince wanted Brock Lesnar, and that's how he came back. This is the Brock. I mean, ever since Brock returned at SummerSlam 2021, Cowboy Brock has been a thing, of course. Took that whole Roman Reigns feud a year, finishing off at SummerSlam 2022 with the moment that we'll never forget with the tractor. And all that. But the, again, this is the best Brock, right? Cowboy Brock is, is the Brock that everybody wants to see. And and I think it'll be amazing and, and fun to see all that as well. Here's what I like about it. For the first time in a long time, this has nothing to do with the title. Brock yeah. is here. And, and And Brock does not need to be involved with the championship. And the championship nope. does not need to be involved with Brock. Yep. He injured Lashley. Lashley drops the United States championship. Now Lashley's primary focus is on Brock. I am sure Brock's motivation is, is what happened at the Royal rumble. And the fact that it was Lashley who was able to benefit from Brock being attacked so that Lashley could win the WWE championship. Now Brock returned that favor. It was Rollins who was able to benefit from Lashley being attacked by Brock Lesnar And, and so, you know, now they're even in Brock's eyes and that's probably going to be, if, if Brock shows up on raw, I could see that being the promo where Lashley wants to make crown jewel and Brock being like, why we're even now. That's Mm -hmm. how I look at it. And then of course, Lashley will, will, you know, Brock's a fighter. he's not going to turn down a fight in the end. And that's how we're going to get there. But to me, that's my thinking. My storytelling is that's going to be Brock's character's motivation. Was he just, he just even the score. It's it, and it was like almost like a business thing for Lashley. Like Lashley's not even the same Bobby Lashley he was in January. Yeah. Because now he's babyface Bobby, and but Brock don't care. Brock, oh Brock, yeah. Brock don't give a shit. Brock's you know the honey badger from the videos that, that you've seen years ago. Like honey badger didn't give a fuck. Neither does Brock Lesnar. You took my no. title in January. I haven't stopped thinking about it. I remember. Here you go. Now we're even. Last Lashley's Bob's not going to think that and we're going to get Bob and Brock at Crown Jewel to make the prince And
1: happen. even if, if, if they didn't think they were even, because I could also see both sides saying, no, we're not even. This is just the beginning, you know, of yeah. almost, you think also with, you know, Brock Lesnar kind of playing with Bobby Lashley. I think that's mm-hmm. really what that whole, um, Run, not running but that whole thing was about he just played with him you know like he was in his jeans and cowboy hat like think about if he really wanted to hurt him what he could really do and you know, of course, yeah. Bobby, being this you know outstanding athlete, isn't going to put up with that shit. Uh, so I, I mean, there's so many ways that you can even present this, which I'm I'm for it. I'm I'm really really for it, and I agree. You don't need a belt with this. No. You just need two incredibly skilled wrestler athletes. You know, uh, they they have so many parallels as far as their professional career, other than. You know, Brock Lesnar has really reached this upper upper echelon. Bobby Lashley, um, you know, has has reached some great heights, but not to the level of Brock. And I do think that a win against Brock would be, especially now with this, could be what you know helps catapult him to a next level or or to a new standard. Um, Brock doesn't. Need to win, but also maybe he does need to win after being beaten by Roman a bunch of times. You know, um, I, I don't know. I think in in some ways, um, you know, to to get that mystique back with Brock Lesnar being beating Bobby Lashley would be great. But I could also see it benefit Bobby way more to beat Brock Lesnar. And uh, you know, we we joke about this with Seth Rollins that Seth doesn't need to win anymore to prove anything um but the wins that he does get definitely you know mean something um and i think you've already solidified brock as one of the most dominant wrestlers in all of, of pro wrestling that any losses he has now isn't going to impact i think his his career um but bobby lashley's still on a point where you know having a big win over brock really could help solidify you know that legacy
0: Oh, yeah. It's interesting because Bob loses the United States Championship and is now at a higher level than when he was the United States Champion. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I love about this. Because Brock is like a championship, kind of like The Undertaker was. And, you know, at one point, wrestling The Undertaker at WrestleMania was more important than wrestling for a world title at WrestleMania. And, And with Brock, I do think Bob needs to beat Brock at some point. I don't know that it has to be on November 5th in Saudi Arabia. It's it's super simple. Like, Brock wins in Saudi Arabia. Bob eliminates him from the Royal Rumble. Now we have a WrestleMania match between Bob and Brock. That's where Bob gets his win. Third year in a row where, where Bob wins a match at WrestleMania that we don't expect him to win because we didn't expect him to beat Drew McIntyre. He did. We didn't expect him to beat Omos. He did. Now a lot of people wouldn't expect him to beat Brock, and he probably would. That and and Bob's another one who was kind of in his final form and and mm-hmm. evolution, like the raw. Ro- I don't think people realize where the roster is right now, and yeah. and this is two years ago we weren't talking about dream matches with Bob, and now we well, are. Like Bob, no one when Bob returned, no one thought Bob was going to be a top guy, and here yeah. we are.
1: Bob's a top guy.
0: Well, and, and even Bob just and the special attraction.
1: At. You know, like also there's going to be a moment where Bob may be this special attraction mantle, you know, passing that torch of being someone who, you know, doesn't need to wrestle all the time. But yep. when they do, it's a big deal that eventually, you know, they become the standard. They become, you know, the line that you have to cross. And I think that would be very fitting for that porch to be passed to to Bobby Lashley.
0: Here's the crazy thing about it. Bob's a year older than Brock. Bob's 46 and Brock's 45. Like Mm -hmm. I I thought maybe Bob was like 44 and Brock was 45 Bob's a year older than Brock. And, and here we are. Um, but career wise, we don't see it that way because Brock and and how quickly he ascended up the card the first time around and everything he's done And, and age is just, you know, time is such a weird thing anyway, but, um, it's just very interesting to see where they are. And, and I'm excited for where we are. I'm excited to see where this goes, these are, 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 you know, that big fight feel that you're going to have with, with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, and, uh, and they're going to deliver. They're going to deliver big time. You used the phrase hoss fight before, I mean. And I think they're going to deliver even better. When they wrestled the Royal Rumble, Paul Heyman was back with Brock Lesnar. Bob mm-hmm. still had MVP. There was Roman Reigns involvement, and, and I don't think the match delivered at the level people thought it would because of the stories that WWE was telling at the time now we've stripped all that away it's cowboy brock and it's almighty bob no other outside influences yep. and they're going to a clash and that to me is all you need it just just simplify yep. it put it on there and i think people are going to really enjoy it so again count me in so,
1: Just just a maca graphic on it but it is a match i'm a happy camper i'm i'm good i'm good The last return I want to talk about was one, I mean, mixed bag, I think, of of speculation of this was going to happen or not, Um, but one that I think overall was a fairly big surprise uh, for fans, especially for, I mean, we talked about maybe people who had not watched the product in a while and may not be familiar with certain people. I still think there's a pretty big fan base that are still kind of figuring out who these guys are, and that is the return of the good brothers Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. They came out to back up their dear friend, their brother, AJ Styles. It all went down during a segment uh, between the Judgment Day and AJ Styles. Finn Balor has been trying to convince AJ Styles to join the Judgment Day. Uh, AJ Styles spoke about um, you know, how his back had been up against the wall and that he needed friends, he needed family. And, you know, embraced Finn uh, Balor, um, who said he, you know, knew AJ would, would come around. And then AJ with the very cryptic statement of, I wasn't talking about you. And all of a sudden you hear the music of uh, the Good Brothers, you uh, and then, of course, the OC, as they were called, um, reunited all together, um, and now, you know, AJ Styles has some backup against the Judgment Day. Now, I'm going to be honest here. My very first reaction about this was, I don't give a fuck about the Good Brothers. I I have not uh, before they left. I did not when they left, and to me, it it was no nothing nothing but a chicken wing type of thing you know not anything about their wrestling not anything about them personally I just didn't care about them now some of that too was you know when they they left in their placement in the tag division you know was it a very wonky place where you it was hard to sympathize you know with not not sympathize it was hard to you know find anything interesting you know about them and and their comedy you know to their credit is one that's a very unique flavor and one that I just wasn't wasn't for me um at that point now granted I did mark the fuck out well you know for all their dumb stuff that they did uh you know um after they left and and all the hokey stuff that they did running their own stupid shows like I that made me made me laugh that was some dumb stuff that like I got yeah. on board for but you know stuff like the, the stuff that impact and all that to me they're just it kind of was like okay this not not really my my cup of tea but it is a interesting dynamic when you think about you know AJ Styles and the Good Brothers of course Finn Balor all of them having you know deeper ties with uh, the Bullet Club, but also, I just I, I think that now, you know, in its own form, one, I think that now I'm curious, like, how much will WWE really reference of all of that outside of what you know, they did because uh, prior to WWE, because before it was very taboo to, you know, talk about, you know, wrestlers work outside of the WWE. Now it is fairly common so is that that common thread going to be tied into the story a little bit more which I think will add more interest um but also nobody cares about the bullet club anymore you know like no nobody cares about the bullet club that those waters have just been so uh what what's the word I'm trying to look for diluted you know the Bullet Club has gotten so diluted over the past few years that they are no longer, you know, the hottest thing in wrestling. There's so many forms of the Bullet Club and all of that, that like you can't keep track of it. Just nobody cares about it anymore. So that story, even if they were to thread some of that WWE fans like truly won't care because these are in different forms. Talk about, you know, not, not just final form, but different forms, you know, we've they've teased this before with aj and the good brothers and finn now it's under completely different faction lines you know finn Balor being a part of the judgment day a completely different faction nothing associated with the bullet club and just aj styles with this you know this partnership with the good brothers in some ways that to me will be kind of interesting to see um and in some ways that may be what you have to do because again i I personally don't think anybody gives a shit about the bullet club anymore.
0: No, no one cares about the bullet club. Like that's it's, there's a lot of layers to it because from a bullet club perspective, like that thing's been long. I mean, some people point to when the young bucks and Kenny Omega and all them left um, and start AEW. To me, once they started letting Japanese wrestlers in the Bullet Club, then the purpose was lost. Like the purpose was the Gaijin coming in and, and, and it was non-Japanese wrestlers and they started letting Japanese wrestlers in. Um, and of course they kicked out Tamatanga. Like he was the, the, you know, in some ways, like the last remaining long-term member. So that is, is caused an issue there too. I still think that. The Bullet Club could be salvaged, but it's salvaged by going away. I think you do something at Wrestle Kingdom that causes Jay White to end the Bullet Club, have a year without the Bullet Club, then at Wrestle Kingdom 2024, the Bullet Club somehow reforms and then it means something again. You got to go away for me to, you know, I can't miss you if you don't go away. Yeah. But in the WWE with the AJ Styles story, I think the Bullet Club could be like a tertiary reference and it'll get some, some markout moments from the online fans. But I think the relationship between AJ Styles and Finn Balor and Finn Balor and, and, you know, the good brothers and AJ Styles and Finn Balor and the good brothers. The Bullet Club is part of that story. And so I think huh? it's hard to fully and accurately tell the story without referencing the Bullet Club. And maybe that helps the Bullet Club and their popularity somewhat. It probably doesn't. But, um,
1: you know, I think, though, talk about, if anything, what people will remember is, you know, how the Bullet Club used to be. I mean, we literally spent a good, you know, 10, 15 minutes at the end of Raw celebrating 25 years of DX. Um, So uh, I think that that's. There's some parallels there. Um, And I think what will be interesting is the fact, again, to see how it happens or not. But I have a, a feeling that this will be the first time they really get to reference that in, in these interactions yeah. and stories, yeah, which because I the rules think, are different now. Yeah. The rules are different. So I, mean, on, I think
0: on extreme rules, we heard references to Jack Swagger and Sasha Banks on commentary mm-hmm. and, and that hasn't happened. And although I mean, Chris Jericho yeah. appeared on Stone Cold show when, vince was still in charge but the the commentary where i've seen some big time praise for michael cole recently yeah. too on on online so that's refreshing to see um but i agree with you like bullet club can be referenced and, and you know Corey graves i mean he's gonna reference it like it's Corey Graves. oh yeah and yeah. and this is you know he was sneaking in references before but he is going to be a good catalyst for that um which is good because I don't like Kevin Patrick, so Corey Graham's got to kind of got to pick up slack now. Um, but it's to me like you tell the story; it's part of it. I mean, the only way the Bullet Club ever matters, and this truly matters, this in the end though, is if for some reason all seven of them came together mm-hmm. and formed their own Bullet Club in WWE. If they were to buy out the the rights to the Bullet Club or whatever, and and, and make it mm-hmm. a WWE thing. The online community, half of them would love it, half of them would shit on it. The The casual fan base would probably buy the hell out of it, though. And, and it oh, would yeah, but yeah, I it, think it, that it's just part of the story,
1: yeah. Um, and again, you know, it, it's I think a great way, one, to bring them back into the fold, to bring them back as badasses because I think that too is when they started to get super sh- silly, under. Again, the, the McMahon, uh, you know, regime silly there was was dumb, was just dumb. You know, silly here could actually be funny because they do have a, a pretty ridiculous sense of humor and a, a hilarious perception of, of wrestling, especially, you know, of, of old school wrestling, um, which I, you know, uh, appreciate of the the good brothers. But um Again, you know, when it gets too, too silly and ridiculous, then it, it all kind of loses its meaning. But again, too, in this, in this case, it's really about focusing on just, you know, two badass groups and why not? Why can't, why can't we have two badass groups? And also in, in reality, too, something for the judgment day to really focus on outside of, you know, Edge and Rey Mysterio. Like, you know, I think that this is a great feud for them to, to go into next. And, you know, who knows afterwards. If each of these, you know, groups continue to stay, that then leaves the door open for more, um, to happen with other groups or, you know, other feuds. And I just, I love the potential of this. And this gives the judgment day a really good direction to go into. I mean, we talked about this. When over a month ago about you know the direction of the the judgment day right after Finn Balor joined, and I think that they're getting their their bearings. You know, it definitely felt like some choppy waters after Edge left, uh, but now to see how they're holding their own is very impressive, and I think this is a perfect test for them and a great thing for AJ Styles to do too, because that's another person who right now doesn't need a belt, but hasn't really been in a championship feud or match in quite some time. And it's someone that, you know, kind of makes you wonder, you know, where does he ultimately lie in that bigger, you know, uh, scale. But I think this is a great fit because, uh, you know, the OC doesn't need to win this, but I do feel like judgment day, does, um, in order to really continue with, um, a a good steam ahead, um, for everyone in that, that group, you know, they really need to be shown as like this ultimate force. And by, um, taking on AJ, uh, and the good brothers, I think this would be, again, I don't think, you know, they need to, I don't think AJ and the good brothers need to win, um, but I think they're a really great test for the judgment day, and again, a lot of history there where um they they could have some tricks up their sleeves that could um really put the judgment day in and a bind in a few situations.
0: You know, with with weekly television, this is where these groups work because if you look at Japan booking, there's a hierarchy in most of these st- factions tables, and typically The higher ranked person in the stable beats the lower ranked person in the stable. So AJ probably beats Damian Priest at some point. Finn Balor probably beats Carl Anderson or or, or Luke Gallows at some point. But then Balor probably beats AJ in the end, right? Because Balor is the one that they seem to be pushing. But it's, it, it allows you to do those matches. I mean, Edge beat Balor or Edge beat Damian Priest and then lost to Finn Balor. Like, it, it it with shows every week this will let you tell those stories and that's where these factions are really useful for triple h in, in in what he's doing and we tend to be building more we've got imperium now of course the bloodline judgment day now the oc being back like like these groups are forming you know if you know if and when you know big e's able to come back the new day comes back into play like there's it's there. It, it's there. It's there. It's there for the taking, and, and I think it's, it just makes storytelling a lot easier and lets you drag out these programs and, and get you the most mileage out of them. Um, with the Good Brothers, I'm okay with them just being a tag team. They're trying to bolster mm-hmm. the tag team division anyway under Triple H's leadership. They're an immediate shot in the arm for that, so that works for me too. Here's the other thing you could still let the good brothers do their stupid shit on Peacock. Like, like, and and I think the current regime would allow that and would give them more opportunity to do that and, and, and give them that outlet. So it, it works kind of across all those levels. I don't need it on raw. I don't need it on SmackDown, but you could put it as its own thing on, on the network on Peacock and people would enjoy it. It would get over. It would be exciting and, and all that would happen. So, um, so I think that's a good, a good possibility as well. So it works on a lot of levels for me. I don't care for the good brothers in any other way, except being out there with AJ styles. That's the one way that for me, it works. And and so they basically said, it's like, they said, what is the one way that, that Greg DeMarco who, you know, happens to be a promoter would accept this. It'd be with AJ styles. Okay. That's how we're going to do it. Of course that didn't happen, but they did come up with the one way that I'd be down and happened to do it. So yeah. I'm okay with it in this regard. Had it not happened, I'd also be okay with it. It's not a want to have; it's a nice to have. Correct. And exactly. he, you could have put two other guys with AJ Styles, and it would have been okay. But I think this was Triple H's way of of again, he's bringing back people who he was pushing, who ended up being gone, and and, and all of that. So you, know, you could have brought up two people from NXT and, and paired them yeah. up with with you know with but still, AJ Styles.
1: This this was but yeah. I also just want to give a shout out to WWE because apparently on their Instagram uh, for Ripley's birthday, they just put together a reel of her beating up men. And I think that's freaking awesome. It
0: is kind of her thing. And of course, you know, Triple H had the connection to China for all those years. And, and it's not a fair comparison to make. But I mean, she's the closest thing they have to that. The stuff with Dominic is just pure brilliance right now, and that's he, so he good. It's so to do that.
1: Yeah, and what they I, did on Raw I,
0: was was great. I mean, the Judgment Day, and this was the other point I wanted to make. You talked about the rocky start for the Judgment Day, and we need to go back and look at where the New Day was six months after they were formed, and I guarantee you they are not where the Judgment Day is six months after it was formed. Mm-hmm and look at the new day now the new day is an iconic stable an iconic yeah. group of people two out of the three have been world champion the third has been king of the ring and and of course they they've been you know one of the most legendary tag teams in WWE history they still move a ton of merchandise they still will move a ton of merchandise they're never going to break up they navigated the waters of having two of their members be world champion uh, pretty much the judgment day or pretty much the, the shield and new day. I think the only ones that have ever pulled that off the way they did and, and the shield had to break up for it to happen. Um, new day didn't and and J- judgment day is further along. You know, I used to use the comparison between Mandy Rose and Trish Stratus where Mandy was in the same amount of time as Trish Stratus. Mandy was much further along and Trish Stratus is the hall of famer. Now judgment day, if they stay together, Two, three, four years from now we'll be an iconic stable in WWE if they stay together, like new day has, so yeah, rocky start, but like the foundation's been been fixed, you know mm-hmm. it was cracked and and you know, and maybe this was edge's thing, maybe edge was like, I'll get them started and and then they get going, maybe things really did shift along the way, who knows, but we're in a good place now and and all four members are better off now than they were. Before the judgment day was formed, including yeah. Finn Balor, who was really mm-hmm. doing nothing. Finn Balor yeah. was the intercontinental champion and didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. So, or maybe he's the United States. No, he was intercontinental. And yeah. so that tells you all you need to know about where he was. He's not currently a champion and is in a Finn Balor's in a better spot now than he was when he was universal champion. Yeah. So that was only for a day, but still like it's, I mean, it, it's, it's great. It's working. And now with the OC being back, like I had no complaints, even if I wanted yeah. to.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. Now, Greg, you do something on the, on the Greg DeMarco show with Patrick O'Dowd where, uh, you guys have your list and you list, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, events, songs. If, uh, Anyone listens to this week's Greg Demarco show? Uh, I I would love for us to do a list and kind of rank these three returns in uh, the order of importance for us. Uh, so I, I'd I'd like you to just made, you made the list. Out. How would you rank these three returns? So
0: there's a tough part of this for me, and that I struggle with, and 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 I think I can fix it in my head. Good Brothers number three. Yeah, you're talking about good brothers Bray and Brock, like brothers Bray and Brock. Brothers are number three, I think yeah. we can all agree on that. Because um, again, if they didn't return, I wouldn't care. Nobody cares. The thing with Bray that I didn't get a chance to hit on earlier, you talked about how it was was the worst kept secret, and it being the worst kept secret still worked. Sometimes it's okay to know when something's going to happen because when it does happen, like that anticipation that you've built up pays off and it's like you shake up the bottle of champagne and then it goes flying everywhere and that's the big payoff. Like we got the big payoff and it didn't turn out to be something else, which would have oh my good, had it not been Bray Wyatt, like it would have been catastrophic. But then Brock coming out was out of nowhere and it's like, whoa, like what the hell? Like here's Brock out of nowhere. What do we do now? Um, and so I'm torn between the two, but to me, the depth that's involved with what they did with Bray Wyatt and the potential that like, we know what we're getting with Brock Lesnar at this point. We know what we're getting. We know what cowboy Brock is. We know what it can do for Bob. Like it's all there. Bray is still this bigger mystery. We'll maybe Mm -hmm. learn more on SmackDown on Friday. Who knows? Um, so I, it's close it's very close but I gotta go brothers three Brock two and Bray one yeah. um talk to me tomorrow maybe I'll switch it I don't think I will but it, it is yeah that
1: well sense. and I I see what you mean you know next week it could be a different you know story or you know or two months from now seeing where these things fall into place in retrospective you know we could re-rank these and and it'd be different but I think in this immediate, you know, presence now, I would agree with that. And I think it's with Bray, it, it's so many tiers of different things that this impacts. You know, of course, not just his return after so long, but, you know, which Bray White are we getting now? What does that mean, you know, for the larger landscape? Because this too, you know, there was, all, there was so much detail put into place with all of the clues, you know, and, just the time that they put into that was something that we just haven't seen in a while. So I do think it's also a larger narrative about you know really placing more importance on stories and creativity and you can kind of also say the same with brock Where like brock's in this other form where you know he he seems more easy go, going he's not the beast incarnate he's this, this cowboy uh um, but he still has that you know same level of intensity and we talked about all the implications that you know his match with bobby lashley could could have and again you know maybe the hindsight of, of his feud with Bobby now will have bigger implications in the long run. But I just think everything that is happening with Bray is such a bigger story, too, about, you know, uh, about Bray's return in general. Because that, too, there was a lot of speculation about why Bray was let go, what what was happening there. For them to bring him back is enough there to show that both parties mutually wanted this, where there was stories about, you know, it was Bray really wanting to leave because he wasn't in, you know, a place to wrestle the company, not happy with him, whatever it is. Now they're both in a place to be able to come together and truly seemingly trust him to have this creative vision, which can completely change the landscape of how, wrestling is presented in the wwe i mean we already saw a little bit with the firefly funhouse types of matches and that was you know under i seemingly feeling like compromise um but if you really allow you know bray to go forth with a vision or also for wwe to have you know their thoughts on what they would want it to look like and it aligns with what bray's wanting to do there's no telling what not only his character will look like, but everything else involved, his feuds, the people he associates with the presentation to the fans. I think there's such a just bigger domino effect that comes into play that I think just has the biggest implications of, of all three. Um, and, and it just gets me, you know, very, very excited about the future um, of, of the company. But again, too, just the fact that we have, you know, three more returns out of all the returns that we've had, too. You know, over the the past month or so, and they keep coming and they keep happening. You know, in well placed times, and people are excited. This is really a new chapter for the WWE, and probably some of the happiest that I've seen WWE fans in years, which is you know says a, a lot. So I think that the more they go in these directions with creativity with great storytelling with you know elevating their their talent with turning over these new pages is we're getting into a really new awesome golden period of wwe programming
0: i agree it's really and i don't it's so weird because it, it's so easy to claim we're in something where you usually don't realize we're in this amazing period till afterwards and and you know, even the attitude era wasn't really called that until kind of it was over. Yeah. Um, it, but it, it really—I don't know what we'll call this era, the Triple H era, whatever it might be called, um, the Hunter era. I have no idea. And yeah, and
1: it, it's, the name will come later. The name on will come later, this.
0: just like generation, just like whatever. Uh, I do want to say one thing about the difference between Bray and Brock. Bray is—you got to think about Bray, right? You got to figure it out. There's clues there. You only got to think when Brock comes out. No. You come in, you know exactly. You're, you're, it's Brian. You're like, this is, this is, let's go. Give me a beer. Even I can't drink. Give me this. Let's go see Brock beat somebody up with Bray. It's like, I gotta think. I gotta do this. And you get gotcha. both and both are valuable. Um, but, and, and it's just, it's crazy to think that we're in an era where we've got Roman, Brock, Bobby, Bray, Seth, Finn Balor now doing all this stuff and, and, you know, riddles on the come up. Orton will come back. Like my God, WrestleMania 39 could be just literally just main event after main event after main event. And I didn't even talk about the women like shit like you add in Bianca Becky could be back. Charlotte could be back. Bailey's on top of her game. And there's just so much that, you know, Rhonda's there. I think Liv's character is going to continue to evolve. The fact that she was smiling after her loss, like, Like she's going to crack now and we're going to see new layers of her. Like it's literally, yeah, we're entering this period that I don't think, I hope we appreciate it. I hope we're able to, because the one thing about it is it's so much. There's so much to absorb because they're not wasting time. And so there's so much more that it's like, man, can we actually really grasp everything? I don't know. And that's not even talking about like Seamus, my God, people want him to be, Mm -hmm. you know, a big time babyface champion now like it's it's yeah it, it's it's truly magical and it's truly what you know wrestling can be with the right type of storytelling and the right type of balance
1: well that does it for this week's episode of the hashtag Miranda show thank you all so much for listening do not forget to follow us on social media you can follow me uh, Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not on Twitter, but you can find Greg at Chairshot on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also follow the Chairshot at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as IZW at IZW Wrestling He's... AZ on social media. Don't forget the AZ part. No, um, make sure IZW Wrestling. A Z on social media. That way you can follow IZW Impact Zone Wrestling right here in the great state of Arizona with information on upcoming events, talent, and match announcements, ticket sales, and much, much more. Also, don't forget that the hashtag Miranda show is a proud part of the chairshot radio network, which you can find on thechairshot.com.
0: The chairshot.com. Always use
1: your head and you can also find us on chairshot.com. always use your head on all major podcast streaming platforms like itunes spotify google play and much much more subscribe write and review so that way you are notified each and every time a new episode of the hashtag miranda show gets dropped Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own I, Z, W, and chair shot t shirts today. And don't forget to support your local wrestling organizations and um, promotions. Go follow them on social media, buy a ticket to their show, buy their t shirt, their stickers, follow their wrestlers on social media, whatever it may be. Do not forget, independent wrestling exists in your area. Hopefully, sometimes it doesn't. but. Sometimes it does. And if you're not supporting your local independent wrestling, you're missing out on some great action on the opportunity to see the stars of tomorrow and really be part of your local wrestling community. So just do whatever you can to help them out. It doesn't have to be financially. Sometimes the support on social media, sharing a flyer, those things can definitely help. So, That is my public service announcement and my TED Talk. Thank you all for listening. Uh, And thank you for listening to this week's episode. For Greg Markle, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. He's got the whole.